Hey guys, this is Jacob Johnson with the Red Culture Leadership Podcast, and today we have special guest Jeremy Teasing with us, uh, and I just want to hand it over to him for a second to introduce himself, what he does, what his role here is at the office, and go ahead, Jeremy. Well, hey, Jake. Uh, it's good to be with you guys today. Uh, like Jake said, my name is Jeremy Teasing, and I'm the uh, business administrator here at the Iowa Ministry Network. Been enrolled for a little over uh, two years, so primarily handle... Uh, anything that deals with numbers. So budgeting, day-to-day operations, uh, our revolving loan fund, just number, just fun number stuff like that, that everyone just is always so excited about. Yeah. The the stuff that people just get riled up, huh? You got it. <laughs> so our topic this week is uh, bold in faith. And you may be wondering, okay, why am I bringing in our financial expert to talk about bold in faith? <laughs> But uh, oftentimes we think of that as you know, standing up in a crowd or facing critics or you know, championing some type of social justice or whatever that might be. But sometimes I think we forget boldness and faith is also trusting in God in difficult situations. And uh, obviously you and your wife have had uh, a difficult season and situation to walk through. And I just want to give you an opportunity to maybe share a little bit about that today. Absolutely. Yeah, for those of you that don't know uh, Erica and I's story uh, with our youngest son, uh, our youngest uh, is named Lael, and he was born with a condition called AMC, so arthrogryposis multiplex congenita. What that means is is he didn't move in utero for uh, a number of reasons that they don't really know. Uh, So he was born with joint contractures in any joint that has a, a hinge to it, so wrists, elbows, knees, ankles. He was born with both of his hips dislocated. And we didn't know, it wasn't picked up on an ultrasound, so it was a little bit of a shock. So the day he was born, April 4th, 2016, kind of sent our family into a a tailspin of sorts. It was the first time we were introduced, at least I was, to a, a family crisis that duplicated itself and also presented a faith crisis. And uh, I wasn't exactly bold in my faith in that moment. It's been a process. You know, we're all a process, right? We're, we're, we're constantly growing. But I didn't respond well. My, full, my, my faith was definitely not bold at that time. It rocked my world and it wrecked me to see uh, this, this perfectly imperfect little boy that God had tasked me uh, with taking care of and protecting to see him unable to move or do any day-to-day functions that we, uh, that we take for granted. It, uh, it really hit me hard, and it proved to be just a little bit of a, a faith crisis, if you will, where I had some hard conversations with God, and I, I prayed some angry prayers. Uh, and looking back, I think it was necessary in my process and has gotten me to where I am today. Uh, Some of those angry prayers, if I was completely honest, bordered on disrespectful. I don't recommend that because (laughs) God has convicted me on that and and we've had to have some conversations and and, and, uh, I had to do some repenting there. But through honesty and, and through the hard times, my transparency with God has gotten me to where I am today, uh, wrestling out my faith and and wrestling out with God. Why did this happen? Why does this seem so messed up? Where are you in this? Why are you not talking to me? 
why won't you fix this when I want you to? Those were the types of questions that I had that God and I had to sort out through this entire process. I will say one thing that, uh, you know, there's a there's an adversary, there's an enemy, and it's clear that his, his objectives are to steal, kill, and destroy. And uh, he attacks us in our weak moments when our faith is tested. And that certainly happened to me. You know, I began to wrestle with God. And for me, it was never an option to deny what was happening, to compartmentalize my feelings, to put them in a little suitcase, so to speak, and and claim God's goodness. You know, God's good in this. I love God. Everything's going to work out. Because I wasn't feeling those things. And, and for me, that would have been faking it. And it just wasn't the faith that I was willing to to live out. So I said, you know, God, I'm not going to deny that this is happening. It did cross my mind to deny God altogether and say, hey, I'm going to do my own thing. I can't see you in this. You're not answering my questions. This is hard. This is difficult. Maybe I would be better off without you. That was a very short-lived thought because I was quickly reminded of the emptiness and the hopelessness I felt when I was lost, when I was apart from God. And I knew that even though this situation was overwhelming, I, I couldn't face it on my own. And I knew that, that God had always proven himself faithful and that he would eventually speak to me uh, if I pressed in and embraced it, even if I had to wrestle through some things in my mind, that it would be worth it in the end. And I, I, I kind of got to the point where the enemy was attacking me mentally, and, and my theology became a little bit tangled. It became a little bit messy. And I began to question, you know, God, I, th- I think maybe I did something to cause this. Mm. You know, maybe this is the result of some sin in my life. Maybe this is the result of a, a bad decision somewhere along the way. I'm pretty sure maybe I messed this up. And I'm extremely sorry, but I'd like to know what that, what that was. And I wrestled that out with God, and, and He was so patient with me and gracious with me through my angry prayers and my wondering, and pointed me to, uh, to John chapter 9, uh, verses 1 through 3, when the disciples approach Jesus and they say, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus' response rocked me, because He said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. This man was born this way, so the works of God might be displayed in and through him. And that was the turning point in in my process where I finally said, okay, God, you've answered all my questions. I'm going to pray my guts out like I have been all along that you're going to miraculously heal Lael because I believe you can with my whole heart. But even more than that, if you can allow my family to live out John 9, 1 through 3, that whatever happens, the works of God might be displayed through Lael's life and the conversations that you would allow us to have, I will trust you through thick and thin, and I will be on this ride with you uh, until I until I'm no longer breathing. So that, in a in a really short, uh, condensed nutshell, is kind of the process there, and just a little bit of the background on Lael's journey and uh, our journey as a family. That's awesome, man, and. Just kind of going into our next question, how do you think faith played a role in your family? So not just from your experience, because obviously 
you weren't the only one going on this journey. Yeah. But where did you see faith um, and boldness in faith being developed in the rest of your family as well? Yeah. Absolutely. I saw it woven into every aspect, you know, looking back through the hard times, you know, my faith was certainly lacking and I touched on that. You know, I needed others to come around me and support me and remind me of some biblical truths and some foundations that I had been taught growing up. But in crisis mode, where we so easily block that out of our minds and go to worst case scenario uh, and and run down the wrong path. So Erica, my wife, was instrumental in uh, providing scripture that I believe was was Holy Spirit inspired that uh, that got us through as a family. We have two older kids, so we have a ten year old now and a about to be eight year old girl and boy, and they were instrumental too in just their their love and care for Lael from day one, their acceptance of him. I really saw Jesus Christ in my two older kids, in the way that they approached the scenario with love and compassion in their heart and a willingness to do anything necessary to make sure that their little brother felt loved, that he felt comfortable, that the adjustment from the hospital to home was as smooth as possible. So even those small things in my two older kids really taught me the uh, the, the all-encompassing love of, of Jesus and my extended family too. You know, my parents, Erica's parents, were so strong in their faith about providing scripture and making it known that they were praying like crazy for us. And, and I'm convinced and I believe wholeheartedly that those prayers are what got us through and sustained us and continue to sustain us because the, the journey's not over. Yeah. But uh, the family just kind of rallied together and uh, came together as one unit, and, and, and faith was at the core of that. That's awesome, man. And, you know, I think so oftentimes we read the Bible, and we just kind of look at, okay, these stories happen, but there's not a single person in the Bible, a single story in there that someone didn't have to go through conflict, trial, difficulty. And I think sometimes we have this misconception that our walk with Christ is going to make it somehow easier that we have him in our lives. But, yeah. you know, some of us have situations that the others will never walk through, you know. Yeah. And I think the two things that we have to keep in mind is, one, that God is with us in any situation, and he doesn't promise that it's all going to go smoothly, but that he's with us. And two, as believers, we need to gather around as a community, around each other when, you know, we're broken or we're hurting. And I think like you've shared your honesty, you know, it's not always rainbows and sunshine, you know, and I think God appreciates our honesty with him instead of trying to put on a facade of, no, it's all right, everything's going to be okay. And like you said, it's, it's good to cry out to him and on, and he'll, he'll correct us where we need correcting. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he sure will. But I just want to kind of dive into our next question in, Looking back, like you said, what are some ways that you've seen God provide that you didn't see coming originally? Yeah, there, there are so many. God's been so faithful. Um, you know, looking, looking back on the situation, I realized that I definitely couldn't have, couldn't have done, it, done it on my own. You know, sometimes I think the scripture gets misconstrued a little bit that, you know, I think God will give you 
at some point in your life more than you can handle on your own, right? Uh, scripture is clear that he, he won't tempt you beyond what you're able, but sometimes life will deal you a hard hand, maybe to the point where it's more than you can physically bear. But the good news is not, not without God. Uh, with God, all things are possible. He promises in this life you will have trials, you will have troubles, but take heart. If, if you embrace him, if you work through things with him, he's overcome the world and you get through everything, uh, everything that, that is thrown your way. What are some ways that God provided? Man, spiritually, he, he always sustained me to the fact that after I, I wrestled through some hard things with him early on and we got on the same page and we were moving forward together, uh, I never felt spiritually empty at the end of the day. You know, he always gave me what I needed in scripture. If I was faithful to read, if I was faithful to press in and pray, even when I didn't feel like it, he was always faithful to sustain me spiritually and allow me to lead my family like I believed he'd called me to lead, uh, which was extremely important as a father. You know, I have three kids and a wife, and they deserve my best. And in order for me to give my best, I have to be plugged into a source because in and of myself, I am not a good person. I am I'm not, not good at all. But with God, you know, he allows me uh, to be what my family uh, needs and what he's called me to be as a leader. Uh, some neat things that he's has, that he's provided for as far as provision that are just fantastic and awesome is after he was born, the entire town of Rhinebeck, which we, where we lived at that, at the time, that's my hometown rallied around us and provided so much love and support, uh, writing. We received so many cards, inspiration, encouragement, monetary gifts, uh, food, meals, you name it. The, the, the arms and the, the feet, the serving hands of Jesus were on display through those people in the town of Rhinebeck, and it, it was just so neat to be a part of. Then we moved to Granger after I take the job at the, at the network, and one year in, our, our neighbor, who we didn't know when we moved, so we've got a relationship for just a year, throws a, a benefit for Lael in Granger, which was attended by a couple hundred people and provided just an extraordinary amount of financial blessing that we were able to use for some medical devices that Lael needed on, on his journey. And we just recently went to Philadelphia and were surprised with a, a generous basket full of cards and gifts from, from people back in Rhinebeck. So two years removed, Lael is still a part of that community's life and they're still praying for him. And so God has always shown I'm here. I'm with you. This may be hard, but I'm I'm here with you. I'm 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 coming along. I am I am I am along for the ride and in fact I'm driving and that's where we want him. Yeah, for sure. So obviously going through the situation, um, not everyone is going to be in that replicated situation you're in, but what is some wisdom you would share with someone who's walking through a difficult path like Obviously, you guys still are, but maybe they're in that moment where you were kind of having a crisis of faith. What would you recommend to that person? I think the biggest thing for me was, and I would encourage anyone, to wrestle out your faith, to be honest with God, that there are no questions that are off limits. 
There, there is nothing that may be deemed too offensive. We, we need to be respectful when we talk to God, and I touched on that. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't all the time, but as far as content, the things that are in your heart and in your mind, if you can release those, give voice to them, and offer them to God, I think that gives you the start of a victory and a breakthrough. Because if we repress them, I think it stunts our spiritual growth. There's no way we can advance if we haven't given voice to what we're struggling with. If we try and compartmentalize it and compress it, it's like our our faith can't mature. It can't go past that. We're lugging around a weight that we weren't meant to carry. We can't sort through that until we address it. So that was instrumental to me. You know, and looking back, uh, you know, you see it woven through scripture, like you alluded to. There, there are a lot of people, you know, David had to wrestle a few things out and, and sort his faith out. Habakkuk, the minor prophet, had to sort some things out. Paul was very transparent in, uh, in his communication with, with God in his prayer life. And I think that was the, the pivotal moment for me was permission to be honest, you know, once I had decided, you know, I'm in this, I'm on this ride and, until I die with you, God, I'm not turning my back on you and I'm not going to deny that this is, this is difficult. This is extremely difficult and these are my questions, yep. you know, and keep pressing in and you'll get answers and your faith will grow and, and you'll have a more bold faith as a result of that. Yeah. It's interesting uh, just that this being the podcast that we're doing uh, right now and the reading that I've even been doing my own personal walk with Jacob and the story yeah. of Jacob wrestling with God. And he's going into this situation where he's about to face his brother Esau, like most of us know. And honestly, Jacob up to this point, he's been promised by God that he's going to return to this land, that things are going to work out for him. But he just walked away from a difficult situation with his uncle. Now yeah. he's going straight into this issue with his brother. And he has to wrestle it out with God and yeah. get to the place where he says, God, you have promised me this. And I need you to come through because otherwise I'm toast. And it's just cool to see that when we wrestle with God, he's not afraid to walk through that with us. You know, sometimes I think we're afraid that if we're too honest with God, he's going to leave us. But I I think that's putting on um, human, a human personification or human personality onto a God that's ever loving and always going to be by our side, you know, because man may leave us, but God is going to stick by us no matter what. Absolutely. I remember talking to my my dad shortly after Lael uh, was born, and it's funny you should bring Jacob up because, you know, I said, Dad, I'm going to wrestle with God on this until I get until I get some answers, until I get what I what I need from him. I know he's going to come through, but I'm going to have to wrestle through some things. My dad jokingly said, you know, be careful what, what you ask for because Jacob wrestled with God and, and walked with a limp for the yeah. rest of his life. And I remember looking my dad in the eyes and saying, I don't care. I'd rather walk with a limp for the rest of my life and get answers than uh, go through the rest of my life with these unknown questions, this baggage that I'm carrying yeah. around. Uh, I want to know, I need to know that bad. And I yeah. think when we're that desperate, God respects that and he, and he always comes through. For sure. And so obviously, trusting God in this situation is going to begin to grow you spiritually. And where do you see maybe some other areas in your life that have developed because of this situation that God has brought you through and is walking with you in? Yeah, for sure. So 
I have a very type A personality. I like everything neat, organized, planned out, no surprises. Let's know where we're going and how we're going to get there. And that got flipped upside down when Lael was born because we didn't have answers. We didn't know what the next five years would look like. We didn't know what the next week looked like, let alone the next five years. So God really did a work in me and broke that need to have control over absolutely everything. It, it was it was a process, but it was it was miraculous in and of itself. If you knew me before and you knew me now, I, I would be scared to death to do something like this. Uh, I would be scared to death to take the next step. I graduated from North Central uh, and now hold credentials that I got within the last uh, since joining the network. That would have would have been something that I wouldn't have wanted to do uh, prior. But in obedience to God, took that next step and, and, and hold credentials now. And I'm so glad that I did. Speaking uh, in front of people was something that horrified me. And I had to take speech class at 7.30 in the morning in college in hopes that no one else would sign up and want to get up <laughs> that early so that I could just do my speeches in front of the teacher and move on with my life. And now, you know, God has given me the opportunity to uh, to speak in front of people. And it's something that he's growing and developing in me. And even though it scares me to death, I love to do it and I love to take risks for God. So this situation has flipped that uh, scenario all the way upside down on its head and allowed me to do some things that I never, ever, ever thought that I would do uh, prior to April 4th, 2016, for sure. That's awesome. And obviously this uh, podcast is tailored towards our youth leaders and our youth pastors around the state. So I kind of want to end on one question that maybe is tailored towards their ministry specifically. And so my question for you is, what are some ways we can help our students have bold faith in the midst of difficulty? I mean, there are hundreds, if not thousands of students, even in the state of Iowa, that are walking through some difficult situations and maybe even some horrible ones. And how, how can we as leaders, you know, walk with them and encourage them in those difficult moments? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the key to that is creating and and cultivating, which takes time, an environment that allows them, like I said before, permission to be honest, permission to be transparent, permission to be messy, permission to be imperfect, permission to be incomplete, permission to be a work in progress, work in process, and allow them to articulate and wrestle out in words what they're going through so that there is some sort of a safe place. I think kids nowadays see these perfect lives that are displayed in social media and on television, and they don't feel safe or comfortable or the freedom to be vulnerable with their talk, with their speech. You know, they hide behind computers and devices. So we need to create atmospheres. We need to invest in them relationally where they trust us enough to be transparent and honest that no matter what's going on, they can they can voice that and then have someone that'll stand beside them, not, uh, not guilt them or, you know, convict them. We need to leave that up to the Holy Spirit. We need to walk alongside them and help them through tough situations because we may be the only resource, the only access they have to knowing and understanding what truth and freedom 
and what a life with Jesus can look like. Yeah, definitely. And I think on top of that, and just to add to it, even being in here, and it's kind of hard to, uh, obviously you can't see it through a podcast, but you sharing your story, it's still a vulnerable and emotional experience for you walking through this. And obviously that's displayed as you were sharing this with us. And I think when students realize that we have walked down difficult roads as well, that we haven't done it perfectly, and we're willing to be vulnerable and share that with them, I think it opens up a door that we can emotionally and they can emotionally connect to us and realize, you know, this isn't a perfect youth pastor. This is a human being just like me who is trusted in the Lord, who has gone before me and walked down these roads before. Maybe they're a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but they have this experience that can speak into my situation. So I think being vulnerable and willing to share your story, you know, willing to open up in some of the areas that have been tough in your life can really be an opportunity to speak into students and give them that boldness. I agree 100% with you. You know, the, the people that have been most influential in my life from a spiritual standpoint are those in which I feel... I can share anything and everything with them. And like Jake said, they, they've got something. They can relate to it. They they don't they don't judge you. And in fact, they say, hey man, I, I might not have went through that exact same thing, but here's something that was similar yeah. and, and you're not alone. And I want to pray with you on that. I want to walk through this with you and we're going to get through this together. But we're both imperfect and we're always going to be, but we've got someone that is perfect, yep. and he wants to help us through this. For sure. Well, Jeremy, it's been a pleasure to have you, man. I appreciate you sharing this story with us. Uh, I hope it encourages you guys. And, yeah, do you have anything else you want to say before we go, JT? No, no. Thanks for the opportunity. I uh, love you guys. Hey, thank you for everything that you're doing, youth pastors, leaders around the state of Iowa. Uh, I know a lot of you guys um, go unnoticed or unappreciated, and that shouldn't be the case. I know how much you're, you're working, you're doing everything in your power to resource the youth in the state of Iowa. And I have so much respect and admiration for you guys. Uh, I, certainly, I certainly love you. You hold a special place in my heart. If there's anything that I can ever do, if, if you want to talk to me about anything, I'm here for you. Just call the network and uh, ask for Jeremy. But uh, take care, guys. Love you all. Awesome. And keep Lael in your prayers. Uh, He's still walking through a difficult journey himself. And uh, once again, thanks so much, JT, for sharing your heart with us. And keep a lookout, guys, for our next podcast. Thanks for listening.